of Mr. Nice Guy and Ben Slowey, and today on the show I've got the experimental hip-hop duo, Gorilla Ghost, uh, their last LP, which I have right here, uh, Perpetually Sad Motion Machine, came out last year. They gave me a copy when I covered their show at Landmark Lanes, uh, which was very nice of them. And uh, their new song, Coulter, uh, is out streaming everywhere as well. And uh, we're here to talk about uh, their artistry and why they do what they do. Welcome to the show, Chuck and Martin. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you guys. Uh, how are your days going so far? Pretty relaxing. Pretty relaxing. Good. Good. Yeah. How was, how was your Wonderland brunch? It's fantastic. Very nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Wonderland restaurant coming to River West soon. Hey. Yeah. Um, Fred and Burla. Is, uh, yeah, like, is it sort of just like a traditional fair kind of food sort of thing? Yes. I'd like to say it's like a upscale Americana diner style fair. Gotcha. A little bit of something for everybody. Vegan friendly, gluten free friendly, so awesome. that's always pertinent information for people, right? Especially in robust. Worldwide. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, that's dope. Uh, I'm excited to try it. Um, yeah, a couple of my company brewing co-workers, uh, left to go over there, so, um, yeah, uh, well, that's exciting. Uh, Martin, how about you? How's your day been? Uh, pretty relaxing, man. Just hung out with my lady and my dog this morning, had some coffee, made an omelet. That yeah. omelet, that's an essential, uh, yeah. that's an essential game, game starter. Um, so you guys, uh, have presented me with this little handy thing. Uh, tell me about this thing. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, collaboration uh, remix EP that um, I handled the uh, production duties for. Is this this rapper from uh, Austin, uh, Texas, MC Homeless? He goes by. Um, he had his great EP uh, called Sex and Death that was produced by Moody Black, who I really like. If you if you're into us, you might want to check those dudes out. Um, I think they're originally from Minneapolis, and then now maybe they're based out of LA. Well, anyways, uh, he put a, a call out for producers to remix some of this uh, material, so I said, hey, let me let me uh, hop on this project, and I did one mix and sent it to him, and told him I had time for more, so I did another one and sent it to him, and he was like, hey man, these are great, would you remix the whole thing? Oh, nice. So I did, so there's a, there's a couple extra bonus remixes from other producers that submitted stuff, but yeah, I handled the duties on that, and uh, since I have access to Bad Graphics Ghost, uh, from uh, Gorilla Ghost to make it an official Gorilla Ghost release. Chuck's also on the leading track. So, yeah, it's on all the streaming services. We'll have CDs at shows and stuff. Uh, the Depression Swag. This is a fun project to be a part of. There you go. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, the, the dude's actually uh, in the south of France today. Well, actually, I think it's the, tonight in France right now. And he's getting ready to. Uh, have the world premiere of playing that stuff, that material live, because I gave him a bunch of show instrumentals, so... That's really exciting. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, have you guys uh, been out in Europe before? Uh, I've never been to Europe. No, I'm no. not either. Neither have I, so... Um, I would like to go sometime. Yeah, yeah that'd be really cool. I, um, 
Yeah. Um, well, that's still awesome that people you've never met, places you've never been, are going to be exposed to this. So yeah, super right. Awesome. Awesome. The, the beauty of music yeah. and collaborating with like-minded artists. You always get to go into uh, different networks that you might not have necessarily reached on your own. So yeah. it's definitely the universal component of it, where it's it becomes a timeless mechanism of bringing people together no matter where you are or what you, or you know where you're at in life uh it's really awesome yeah so that's that's really cool and, and that's something that we've always tried to do with this project is bring in the art of collaboration and work with as many people as we can pull in i mean our album has tons of uh, musicians and um, mm -hmm. rappers and singers on it that aren't in our group but yeah. we reach out and uh this year has actually been the year of the remix for us. We've done tons of remixes for people that you wouldn't even think. We did a uh, uh, like a metal industrial remix for um, the band Dead Is Dead, who's on Triple I Industries awesome. along, along with us. Yeah. And uh, Chuck jumped on that track and screamed. And um, we did remixes for that surf band Devil's Teeth. I love Devil's Teeth. Yeah, yeah they're a yeah. fucking great band. And that, that that's been in rotation on WMSE quite a bit. Yeah, they kick ass. It's pretty cool and uh, good dudes. Yeah, yeah. And we've got we've got a few more remixes that still haven't uh, seen the light of day yet. Like we we did one for Dramatic Lovers that'll be on. I just saw them recently for the first time. They're great. Yeah, it's also another solid group of dudes. Yeah, yeah, good dudes. They've been in the scene for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I actually uh, know BJ from back in the Racine days because we grew up in the same uh, the same hometown and ended up oh, sure. going to the same house parties where his, oh, nice. his band would play and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. it's funny. Um, I saw them at the new Hacienda uh, Beer Co. Uh, over on North Ave, and they're playing with Cash Fire Sunset. And uh, I talked to them for breaking and entering after the show, and they took me into the basement, which is like, you know, this a real, basically just a vast open storage type area. And they like brought me out to this couch, and we drank whiskey, and I interviewed them, and it was awesome. Oh, <laughs> BJ is a really solid dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. About right. yeah, yeah. He's, he's about right. Very ideal. Yes. Yeah, he's a good dude. He he picked us up for that. Um, uh, that punk rock kegger at Bernhardt's, which was oh, yeah. super fun. Uh, we played with uh, Ken, Zed Kenzo and uh, what, Bow and Arrow. Oh, that, awesome. was, that yeah. was a super ride, ride show. And Buddy uh, reached out to us for that. Yeah, he owns Bernhardt's, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's exciting. Collaboration is, uh, you know, the beauty of, um, you know, uh, bringing the scene forward. Uh, I love to see it um, because. Especially with such a diverse array. I mean, those are all completely different musicians, too, working with you guys. So that's fucking awesome. Um, so uh, let's get into it. So I, uh, so what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we examine love and fear through our passion and creative minds. Um, this thing uh, talks a lot about uh, the current state of affairs that we live under in our country and uh, various oppressions that um, are, you know, not... Uh, nearly dialogued enough about um, by the people that run our country and uh, when you guys um, when you introduce each song that you uh, scream to um, it's like you preface every song like what the dialogue is that we're about to have is about which is really awesome uh, and I, I you know I just I really think that one of the most powerful 
ways of messaging um, politically is through music. So um, yeah, so I guess like uh, to start, uh, I know you guys have you guys have like punk background, right? Yep. Sure. Uh, we actually punk for- and punk and death metal. Punk yeah. Thrash. The f- first time we had ever played a show together was in our respective previous like hardcore and punk bands, metal bands, um, at Cactus Club, and. I just remember being just blown away by the front man, and I didn't even meet Chuck that night. I was just like, wow, that guy is good. He's confrontational. He's out front. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we never talked or anything. I think maybe said, hey, nice set, and that was probably about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's kind of where, where, where our roots come from, sure. the, the punk rock and, and uh, metal. Dope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess what did bring uh, the the project to fruition, like how did you guys, uh, you know, communicate and be like, yo, we should like do a project together? Fran. Yeah, the other the other dude that runs it's Fran's around. fault. Yeah, the other dude that I runs you. Fran. Shout out Fran. <laughs> Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm one of the three people that run Triple I Industries record mm-hmm. label. Yeah. Uh, there's you guys, Francisco Ramirez and Mark Shepard. Well, Fran knew Chuck from Honey Pie, because uh, yeah. he, he was kind of involved with the family over there and stuff. And uh, uh, he's like, "I got this guy you got to meet." He's, you know, because I've been I put together all these uh, these demos for because I was listening to a lot of UK grime and super inspired to make some electronic music. I've been producing electronic music for 15 years, but I wanted to take an opportunity to like actually put together a project that I could play out. Didn't really know anybody that I could reach out to that'd be like, hey, you want to rap on this really strange music? Um, And I shopped it around to a few people and nobody really got what I was doing. It was a little little too harsh, a little too heavy. And then Fran the whole time was just like, you got to meet my buddy Chuck. And uh, we met at the Beat Street Festival, what, like three years ago Yeah. So uh, Chuck came up and bought the last volunteer cassette tape off, off me from the the triple I industries uh, vendor tent that we had and Brian was like yeah this is the guy I need you to talk to oh, so yeah. we exchanged information and I uh, got him some demos and I think like two weeks later we were in the studio working mm-hmm. so everything moved very rapidly yeah after that it was for me I just gotten out of uh, a group hip-hop horrorcore project whatever you want to call it um, kind of disbanded, not under the greatest of terms, that's here not there, but it was nice to get back on my feet creatively because I was kind of at a standstill and didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I wanted to do something and I was honestly kind of skeptical about working with Marty at first because I was like, what the fuck does this white dude know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like hip hop, but then yeah. before we actually started working together, it was just more or less like building rapport about our backgrounds and what we wanted to do musically, and we seemed to connect mm-hmm. eye to eye yeah. on what we wanted from working with another musician as well as what we wanted from the output and how we wanted to go about it, and everything just seemed to like make sense and click with what the other person was saying. Mm-hmm. So by the time he finally gave me the demos, I had already had stacks of rhymes that I was just kind of sitting on and everything just kind of 
it was very easy. The first EP was almost like a little bit too easy mm -hmm. to record. Yeah, I still remember the very first session uh, we had. We produced at, at my house, and uh, Chuck came in, and he was you know doing his vocal warm ups, and right. uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm probably gonna scream a little bit more on this project than I have in the past with my other rep projects," and I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm." Let's if we're, let our free flag fly. Let's let's be weird, and that, that's how we're gonna do it. And, and I think we're lucky to have each other because before me, I think he was probably working with people that were trying to be more hip hop purists, and I I come from a different world than that, and uh, I'm totally cool with let's like uh, you know have, have him scream, encourage him to do like take chances and yeah. be risky and be weird, and that's kind of how we've been operating just encouraging one another to get weird with it and go to new places with it and it's been pretty cool that way yeah when you're working with hip-hop purists or rap heads nine times out of ten you can't really be the punk rock dude because you stand out yeah. none of that is really going to fit with the music i guess nowadays things kind of change because a lot of newer artists are incorporating uh, heavy metal or screamo into what, when they do hooks or choruses or maybe even for just like the whole song they're just screaming but it seemed like at a time when we started it was more just stay in your lane yeah right. and we were kind of just like no we're just going to take some of this yeah. and we're going to take some of this and for me I was in a headspace where I wanted to be aggressive because after so many after being in the scene for so long and like having chances and for whatever reasons like things don't come to fruition or personal things happen and you just don't get to see a project to its full capabilities, yeah. I was ready to be like, no, we're here, we're here now, look, listen, shut the fuck up. So we came out basically guns blazing, very abrasive, even with like our first single. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were, our first single was the uh, Make America Great Again Donald Trump diss, and we put it out on Inauguration Day, and that quickly got shared uh, you know, through the internet, and within a couple of days we were produced, I think was it like a week later, we had a video that was produced and turned around in, in like 24, 48 hours, because somebody loved the message so much, they were like, you got to get this in a video format so mm -hmm. that it can go even bigger and I think I haven't checked in a while but I think it was like 12,000 views or something oh, like on the video which is pretty good for yeah. a yeah. first song you've ever put out you know yeah shout out to primetime visuals for that one shout out to primetime visuals um, so uh yeah what was uh, you guys first show together as Gorilla Toast what was our tape oh yeah Arte Paratotos, very nice. Yeah, that was wild, man, because... I think uh, we were on the build. Fox Face was supposed to play, but they mm -hmm. had family issues. I think, wasn't Zed Kenzo on the bill? I think so. But anyways, since it was... Uh, Seems like ages ago. Since it was like a, a, a benefit for the Milwaukee Public School System, the place was packed wall to wall, front to back, with tons of different type of people. So our first show was massive. I mean, we played the much smaller crowd since, but that was a very intimidating thing to go out and, yeah. and, and do. And I remember uh, some of my friends that were there, they were just like, oh man, you guys were so loud and so intense. And it, 
our our bass if it goes through the right sound system really just shakes the mm -hmm. shit out of people and I love that it does. Yeah. Especially at landmark <laughs> lanes in an intimate moon room. Like like the room shakes. <laughs> that was a fun show. That was a really fun show. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah. Shout out to High Tribe for that one. High Tribe, yeah. They do great work over there. So if you guys um uh been outside of the city yet as Gorilla Ghost or um like uh like have you guys like played shows outside of the city? Yeah, we played uh, Madison and Oshkosh, and we played Chicago this summer, which was rad. We actually have a live release that was uh, available on our Bandcamp page as of yesterday. Uh, our live set from Chicago as part of the Triple I Industries Fest Four. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So that's available now. Fuck yeah! If no one has ever had the chance to see us. Yeah. They can at least hear what it sounds like now, right. and all the shit that I talk in between songs. You know, not to make it a deterrent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Plus, so, the, the interpretation of our songs live is a little bit different of an aesthetic than it is uh, just hearing the, the tracks. We kind of like deconstruct them a little bit and remix live and blend songs from one to the other and. I think some of the songs on the album are two songs put together, but we'll split them in half and play like, you know, sections of songs and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a lot different. Yeah. So let's talk about this thing. So I guess like, uh, what, uh, from where you guys started, where you said like you had a lot, a lot of material, uh, kind of readily, you know, uh, available to start recording with your guys' first EP, like, I guess with this thing, like what was going to be different and like I guess like what was going to be you know the next statement you were making through this project well production wise um, the, my one challenge that I wanted to make for myself on this record was there was going to be no guitars because everything prior to that had guitars and I wanted to kind of step away and just do something that was purely electronic and uh, I just got that Ableton push two so I really wanted to get in and I don't want to say master that because I still haven't mastered it. It's a great device, but uh, I wanted to use that to uh, and experiment with the, the sounds that I could get out of that thing and the expressiveness I could get out of that thing. Um, and then under that, I just wanted to you know keep it moody and experimental and mm -hmm. uh, get weird with it. But as far as like lyrics and concepts, I mean that's all that's all Chuck. Yeah. So Chuck, what do you think? <laughs> it was really hard to write this record. I went into it wanting a project, especially once I heard some of the production that Marty was doing, something that was just gonna put people into a particular headspace or a particular zone, like make it like an actual listening experience instead of just something where you put on and skip around songs. This is one of those projects you kinda need to listen front to back to understand. Uh, I revisited several personal things in my life. Uh, a lot of negativity that I never felt that I got particular closure on that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So this record was more like cathartic in a process of me just getting out those demons so I can move forward with my life as well as touching on things that were going on in popular culture and you know social political religious matters that I didn't really 
I felt like I didn't really hear a lot from other local artists, so I just wanted to kind of be that, you know, that hot topic band, not like the store, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Saying things and doing things and touching on different things that other people weren't doing. So it was going into that, it was more personal for me and probably why it took the longest to date out of any project that we've done. It's because there's a lot of pieces of old Chuck just scattered throughout this record. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's very like, uh, yeah, it that makes sense. I mean, it being something that you know you you have to kind of like revisit those demons and be confrontational in order to like you know fully like get that closure. So I mean, yeah, it wasn't a very pleasant person during some of these writing processes. <laughs> my girlfriend kind of wanted to kick my ass a couple times. <laughs> you know, I just like you said, just those demons. You, once you bring them back, sometimes you just get kind of lost in them. Yeah. I suppose it's probably similar for uh, method actors yeah. that take themselves into a dark place and then you just kind of get lost there. I had to, with the help of my friends, drag myself back out of there so we could mm -hmm. finish the record and just not get stagnant and fall back down to that spiral. But, mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely evident, like I said, if you listen to it front to back, you know, you kind of come out of it like heavy breathing and kind of sweating a little bit like what the fuck did I just listen to yeah it's not even fully like really about just yourselves you know it's about like a lot of really big picture stuff um, and I, I think that what you were saying with like a lot of like hip-hop purists and stuff like and this still goes for any real like genre purist is that um, you know people like to make music about at least especially early into their careers they like to make music about themselves and what they're going through but like you got like a lot of these songs are about issues that affect a lot of us um, or issues that may not even particularly affect us as men you know these are just very overarching like you know social themes that you know are make it a very like grandiose statement um it, it's it definitely like this this album's definitely not it's not just about like oh like you know i was you know this was on my mind so i made a song about it like this is like some real like like you know we're like these are real fucking like socio-economic and political issues that you know affect me they affect you they affect a lot of us and you know like we're angry about it and we're not you know like we're not gonna just like let it fester kind of sounds like it's pretty spot on yeah definitely definitely it's no disrespect to any uh purist of any genre or any, right. like hip-hop purist or anything like that like we're Associated and very good friends with, you know, certain hip hop purists or metal purists or indie or shoegaze or yeah. R and B like whatever it may be. But yeah, for us it was basically like this is the way things are, and for lack of a better word, it's just kind of like stripped down. We're not really sugarcoating it in a song. Like we're not talking about 
something about politics and just rephrasing it cookies or something so we can get on the radio like right yeah i'm not gonna eat my cookies mom no like no we're just like no this is what the fuck is happening mm -hmm. like it needs to be addressed if you don't already know about it and if you do know about it then you know stand with us then you can relate yeah because yeah. it's whereas it did start out kind of about me i guess in a sense when i start writing the personal things I do want to connect with other individuals because I know with the billions of people in the world that I'm not the only person that has these different thoughts or feelings or is going through different things. Mm -hmm. And even though it's kind of cliche to say, it's like, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. And that's kind of why we're doing this. Totally. So uh, Marty, um, so you said that for you, like we're producing um, experimental music uh, for like a long time um, what do you think was setting you apart from like other people in the scene like with the kind of music that you were trying to make um, set us up set us apart I think it's probably just my approach um, I have a now I mean early on I sampled from records and was trying to chase that golden hip, golden era hip-hop sound yeah. And then I started realizing I was spending so much time looking for breaks and stuff like that. And once I heard um, all those that UK, UK grime stuff uh, starting to bubble up again, I mean, I'd always been into Dizzy Rascal, and then I was I would check in and see what the dude was doing, and I didn't like any of his records for like ten years. And then he did an EP, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And with Spotify, I was able to like do a deep dive into this whole like British rap uh, subgenre and started finding all these producers there that were getting into, uh, it, it sounded to me like an amalgam between Euro Europeans love for techno, so it was like purely electronic. I, didn't, I wasn't hearing a lot of drum breaks being sampled and it got me thinking like, oh, I could do this purely electronic version of hip hop and I mean, people are doing that now, I guess, with trap music. But yeah. um, I want, being a bass player to begin with, I always wanted everything to be real, real bass heavy. And the the, um, the European uh, like the British rap movement, they kind of align themselves with like dancehall and reggae, rocksteady, which I love all of that, all of those genres of music. But most of that's like bassline driven. So I think that's probably my approach is like me trying to regurgitate an American version of UK grime, which is like this amalgam of like American hip hop and uh, European techno and I, you know, uh, uh, IDM, like all the Apex Twin kind of stuff yeah. like that, blended through like, you know, dance hall and then just made it on a very cheap medium, which is just the laptop. So once I kind of realized like, I don't have to be pulling these amazing samples from these obscure records from you know 60 years ago in order to um, put out music. I can just create it all myself because these guys gave me permission to do it. Once I kind of like let go of like what I've been trying to do for like 10 years and decided to do something completely different, then it was then it was then the music came faster. Mm -hmm. Like I was able to produce faster and get ideas out. And um, I actually took my experience. I've been produce I've been producing uh, punk and hardcore bands, and metal bands for the last like ten years. Yeah. 
um, recording full bands. So what I, I took what I learned from mixing, you know, full rock records, and I was starting to apply some of that back onto my electronic music. Um, so it's just kind of like all that weird life experience that I've had, kind of uh, channeling it into Gorilla Ghosts. Because I'd have to say there's probably not too many um, hip hop producers in town that have. Uh, recorded 16 tracks of you know punk or metal bands all at once and then mixed it and put out albums for their friends and I was doing that I did that for about eight years eight nine years at my house sure. so I'm just I'm just coming at it from a different angle yeah totally that makes sense um, awesome um, so how do you like what do your warm-ups look like when you're preparing like to like scream and really get like get fucking aggressive and shit like how what is that, like how do you warm up for that stuff bourbon bourbon <laughs> <laughs> nice take no kids no um usually i guess it's different if it's in the studio or if it's live mm -hmm. in the studio it's usually bourbon and just getting in that mental preparation. Uh, Marty usually has an idea of the sound and the vibe that we're gonna have for the track, so our recording space will be set up accordingly, whether it's uh, the, the lighting or how things are placed aesthetically in the room, or if we do other things beforehand we probably can't really speak of on camera. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then it's just me getting in my, my zone, basically. I'll scream at the wall or something like that. And yeah. then we just go for it uh, live. When we're at shows, it's usually bourbon. <laughs> and uh, yeah. me pacing around in circles or like jumping up and down and just kind of screaming over whatever artists or performers are on stage before us. So if anyone's ever actually seen us live, they usually see me in the corner of the venue somewhere just doing this and screaming. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with that dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Gorilla Ghost. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got it, we got it now. Um, it's just all about getting like your personal zone. I know everyone has their own particular methods of warm-ups and stretches and right. testing the ranges of their voice yeah, and get stuff loose. Like that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think that puts context to anyone who's seen that. Um, bourbon. <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about you guys' new music. Uh, what are you guys working on? Yeah. We are going to be releasing a new EP soon. New EP? Um, yeah, it's no street date yet, but we're six songs in, all in the can, just need to be mixed. Yeah, and we're looking for seven songs yeah. in this particular release. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we want to share too much information about it right now. Well, the seventh song is going to be a posse cut, so we're just working out the logistics of getting everybody in the same room, but we won't spoil uh, the surprise of who's going to be on the track. A lot of it's basically, notable veteran Milwaukee MCs. Yeah, it's basically it's going to be all our homies that we've uh, been playing shows and gigging with the past couple of years that have kind of embraced us and we're going to put them on a track so that when we play shows together, we can yeah. throw down and uh, 
uh, play some material out with Collaborations them. that have just kind of been like meaning to happen for some time and they're finally coming to life sort of thing. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Sound-wise, I guess it's more emphasis on like R&B, okay. like the rhythm and the blues. The beats are more bass driven, mm -hmm. lots of funky slappy bass lines, <laughs> lots of heavy <laughs> 808s and low end. Yeah. Um, I try to do more focus on hooks and melodies this time around and we have a couple collaborators that um, blessed us with backing vocal tracks so they kind of be like the pips to my Gladys Knight I guess you would say in sure. a sense okay. um, that will give us the capability to resample those backing tracks live mm -hmm and create a different effect for those songs. Yeah, probably, probably actually start performing this material live. Yeah, yeah probably do a little chopping and uh, bastardizing of that, that stuff when we play live for sure. It's, um, it's not as moody as the full length. It's, I mean, the, the, the passion and the, uh, the trance is definitely there because that's, just what Gorilla Ghost is. I mean, yeah. Marty writes the majority of the songs in minor keys, so just immediately it's already got a, a dark, heavy vibe to it. But mm -hmm. with the more of the focus on melody and song structures, yeah, it kind of gives it a more commercially accessible vibe mm -hmm. until you start getting back down to the lyrical content. Yeah, there's not going to be any songs that any radio stations can play in time out. I'm even debating if I'm going to bother doing radio edits. WMSC has been a huge supporter of us, and they play us a lot, and they always try to make radio edits of stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to do that this time around. Maybe we'll yeah, see. I'm talking about, you know, mental health. I'm talking about um, uh, sexual abuse in regards to like religious figures or yeah. prominent um, celebrities, the Epsteins of the world if you will. Right. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is getting touched on, uh, talking about child support and how that affects families and that also will branch off into uh, sexism, classism, gentrification, all those kind of things. Uh, talk about climate change and global warming and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, talk about the status of what's going on with the families at the border yeah. down in Texas and Mexico. So there's, we haven't gotten lighthearted by any means. So no, not at all. It's basically where we're going from here. Yeah, is it definitely are more hip hop recordings to date? Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I'd like to think so. Chuck's sure. Chuck's been living with his own demos of this for a while because he's been our, our process changed a little bit this time around. Where he did a lot of heavy demoing, and he just dropped all the demos on me all one day. He's like, "Okay, here's all of the demos. They're all done." And I, so I still haven't really processed it other than a little bit of mixing that I've done. So I still need to listen to it a bunch to uh, really absorb 
absorb the material. But um, this record's got a lot more guitar on it than uh, nice. the, the album did. It, but I took a different approach. I've been I recorded a bunch of guitar and then um, resampled it and chopped it to make it sound a little bit more um, uh, collage or a little bit more abstract. So. Mm -hmm. Um, it almost kind of seems like it's a continuation of our debut EP sure. that we released. Uh, maybe not as industrial as the first one. So like I said, there's more emphasis on the R&B aspect, the rhythm and the blues. But yeah. it definitely seems like a continuation of it a little bit. Yeah, a lot more melody on this one. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, nice. Something we're definitely looking forward to sharing with everyone. Excited to hear it. These are some real uh, call to action type things you're talking about. So, you know, we could probably show you some real phone demos after we cut the camera. Yes, the phone demos. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Uh, so, we're going to close out. Um, Chuck, what keeps you up at night? My kids. The kids, right, yeah. That's plain and simple. I, I mean, I was a kid keeping my parents up at one point. So, other than that, probably writing, writing, writing and reading. There you go. And rereading literature and just gearing up for the next set of beat demos that Marty throws at me. Uh, I think we'd like to go into 2020 swinging. Swinging. We uh, kind of had a. A relaxing year in terms of we weren't really like actively working on music. It was just like just playing playing a lot of shows and just working on the live shows, the live set, and then yeah. just like here's a single, here's a remix, <laughs> here's yeah. another remix, here's a single. You're right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I think going into 2020, we want to focus on getting more full bodies of work for everyone to absorb out there because it's it's more easier to absorb a body of work than just get lost in like a plethora of singles mm -hmm. that you know you probably could have just accumulated and didn't release that way but yeah, yeah I mean it's, singles aren't off the table I mean it's just it's just weird because like you're we're in a world where you want to stay on top of mind so you you know you always got to be closing so trying to put trying to keep putting songs out um, Continually, um, and we're still doing that. Before this, for the EP comes out, we're gonna have we got a, uh, a cover song that we did for a Halloween compilation that's coming out on Middleman Records on Halloween. Fuck yeah! And we're ac we're actually gonna put it on our uh, through our streaming account, um, so it'll be on Spotify and everything. I'm not gonna spoil the surprise, but we, we did play that Sabbatic with Nasty Boys. I, show. I recently saw the Nasty Boys for the first time. Oh my god. They're fucking great. <laughs> They're the nicest guys. I love those the Nicest guys. guys ever. They yeah. were like so humble and so goofy at the same time. Like, oh. Shout out to the cult of Nasty. Shout out the cult of Nasty. Yeah, those, Spread the word of the Nasty. Yeah, those They're guys going are out, so much fun, man. They're going out west to go spread the cult of the Nasty. Uh, yeah, next month. We're definitely going to play some more shows with those guys next year. Yeah, we've been, yeah. we've been, we've been talking, talking about maybe even doing some sort of collaborative split effort, whether it's we do some songs and they do some songs and we put them together, or we just all come together as a unit and write some music, which could be interesting. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. If, if you guys want to hear Gorilla Gulls Nasty Boys collaboration, drop some comments. On yes, video. do it. I want to. But I thought it's just fucking Joe and Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marty, what keeps you up at night? 
keeps me up at night uh, mixing this EP or, or I don't know is seven songs is that an album in 2019 I think that might be an album I I mean I know albums that uh, are just one big song so yeah, could could be anything really sure so yeah yeah, well, yeah mixing I guess making new beats um, trying to get that snare just right I mean that takes forever yeah right right <laughs> what puts you to sleep Oof, jeez. I just thought of like a bunch of fucking disses I could have just thrown up. <laughs> Whoops. What puts me asleep? Boring documentaries. Boring documentaries. I just watched one last night that was from 1968 about uh, different occult practices and Satanism. And it was so outrageous it put me to sleep. Wow. I was gonna say that sounds like something that's gonna keep me like uh, definitely gonna fright me. Uh, I thought it was gonna be engaging, but yeah. like from the early, you know, late sixties, early seventies. So these dudes in bell bottoms talking about hail Satan and throwing sage around and huh. painting their faces like Kiss just seemed kind of comical. So oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, interesting. I, I just went to sleep. Right, yeah. So yeah, boring documentaries. Yeah. Um, Indica. Indica. Right, right. <laughs> oh no, people, I've had people smoke on the show before. Uh, oh shit, it's like that. When I had Spades on the show, he smoked with Eli Stones. Uh, so yeah, no. Shout I don't, out Spades. Shout out to Spades. Oscar. Uh, damn, you just used your government, government name. <laughs> government name, bro. Damn. Yeah. what puts you to sleep? Puts me to sleep, man. Just working too hard, staying up late, trying to get these, trying to get shit done. Maybe you got to be tired after at some point now, especially with the how uh, meticulous a lot of that that produ producing gets. So. Yeah, that there's that, but then also I'm, if I'm not working on our stuff, I'm working on some other bands' releases yeah. and stuff for a label, depending on what it is. So it's just I just always hustling something, man. So. Yeah, it's been pretty relaxing this uh, the last couple months here. Um, I think I'm only working on one other record other than uh, Gorilla Ghost, and it's pretty easy because it's just digital distribution for uh, Juna, that band from Chicago. Oh, pretty rad. Good shit. Thanks yeah. for being on the show. Thanks, Mr. Nice Guy. Thank you guys for being on the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks Listen to this. Sure. It's fucking awesome. I, it's fucking great. Uh, and also uh, keep uh, in mind uh, Gorilla Ghost with their new music coming out soon. Um, yeah, hit one of their shows. So we'll bring um, some earplugs, maybe. Yeah, yeah. earplugs. Ear Check sure. out the Bandcamp. Check out the Bandcamp. I'll be posting links. Yeah, November twenty third, we're playing with uh, Scumbag Fred at, in uh, the Smudge at Quarters. December fifth. Oh, Bucko. Yep. Yeah. De December fifth, we're playing with uh, Carnage the Executioner and. Tayamu Denku. Shout, shout out to Denku. Denku, my dude. Cypherden um, music. Hecatome. <laughs> Hecatome. Yeah, we're playing uh, with those cats uh, at the Paps Tap Room December 5th. That's going to be so much fun. I love that venue. Have you played it yet? I've never I've never seen a show or played it, but uh, I've heard good things, so I'm looking forward very to Very ornate. Very beautiful. People, but people love drinking over there, so that'll be fun. We're going to fuck it up. Yes. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.